Hi, this is George Denho. And this is Dustin Weber. Welcome to the 5x2 podcast, where each week we discuss Christian discipleship. We hope that you'll find this podcast interesting and informative, but also challenging as you strive to grow in your discipleship to Jesus, our Lord and Savior. This episode, we're going to start a series on Lent, and we'll be talking with Pastor Adam as we discuss the Lenten sermon series, devotionals, and much more. So, Pastor Adam, to get us started, what's happened since you were last with us? How's your 2024 been so far? Yeah, 2024 has been so far so good. You know, we're a full month in, and in some ways it feels like we're like eight months in. It's kind of been that kind of January, but some ways it's flown by. In the adult discipleship world, we had a lot of stuff rolling uh, at the end of 2023 with the Connect Group curriculum coming through, and I thought I was on top of things working on the stuff for Lint right before Christmas, but what I realized is that I was still about a week too late from starting that, and it still came up quick, but... We're on the tail end of it, and I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Well, you know, the thing with church work I've had is you can't ever start too early because something will always pop up in between. You know, it seems like when we were editing the curriculum for the Connect Groups, you know, we thought we had all kinds of time, and then something else popped up, and something else popped up, and the next thing you know, we're on the deadline. Yeah, we just got through creating a process for putting on dates of when to have all of the Christmas stuff figured out by for worship. And I can't remember what the date was, but it's like... May, June, July, why we have to get Christmas figured out. So for those people that ask, like, do I listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving? I listen to Christmas music before, like, summer, because that's what you got to do in church work. To get yourself in the mood for the sermon yeah, series. absolutely. Right. Well, there again, the average pew doesn't realize how much advanced preparation we do for almost everything we do around here. You know, if we would just say, all right, it's Wednesday, let's start coming up with what we're going to do on Sunday, <laughs> it would never happen. No, not at all. But, you know, in some ways, that's the point, right? And make it look flawless so that all of their attention can be focused on God's Word uh, and worship instead of what the heck is going going on. Yeah. Over the years, I've worked with students and acolyting and things like that. And I always tell them the biggest thing you want to do is not distract people because people don't watch you unless you're distracting. That's funny. I tell them that they have one rule. Acolytes have one rule. And if they follow this one rule, they do it well. Just don't burn the church down. And if you follow that rule, you have accomplished acolyting to the 10th degree. You are amazing. That's a good rule. Except that, like, the carpeting has fire retardant on it. The flags used to before we took them out, you know. I always told the only thing you can catch on fire is, is hair. the hair. <laughs> And so if you're going to catch the church on fire, you're going to have to do the uh, Samson thing where you're running around with all your fox friends lighting the church on fire. But Always bringing it back to the Bible. Well, you know, that's our job to bring it back to the Bible. So bringing it back to the Bible, let's talk about it. You said Lent is coming up. We're getting ready for Lent. Yeah. You know, So give us a definition of Lent. Most of our listeners have been longtime church people, but what does the word Lent mean? That wasn't on the, the script for Pastor Adam to prepare. You're kind of throwing one at him here. <laughs> well, as a pastor, you're always ready with those answers, right? Yes. So Lent is the season leading up to Easter. And as people get ready for Easter, that's the time of Lent. Um, they start preparing themselves for the resurrection of Christ. And it's kind of, at least the way that somebody that I was talking to about it a couple weeks ago, they said that for them, Lent is like the most real season of the church, which I kind of like, I understand that, right? intellectually like of course every season of the church is real but he says that lent like feels real maybe it's because of all the minor keys of the hymns and there's a lot of like tactile stuff that comes with lent but he was he was saying that that lent is kind of one of his most beloved times in the church because for him it's when it all starts to feel real 
which I can appreciate that. Well, and a lot of times people will give up something or take up something. Now is a newer thing to take up something, not just give up mm-hmm. during Lent. And so you've actually, like you said, you're, it's more tactile. You're thinking about what's going on because you're not eating chocolate or you're avoiding soda or, you know, you're reading your Bible an extra 10 minutes a day. So in that way, it kind of is a little more real. Yeah. You know, all those things that we do to prepare for Easter, you know, they certainly don't make you a better Christian or worse Christian if you do. If you don't, it's just a way to help sharpen your focus ultimately on God's word. We take things away from the body, you know, if that's chocolate, that's soda, we add things to focus and sharpen our understanding of God and his word. It's really the same thing back in the day when ritual and spiritual fasting used to be a little bit more of a thing than it is now. That was why, right? Your lack of food helped you focus your understanding and your being on God and what he's been doing for you. Dustin, have you ever given up anything for Lent? I typically don't. I try to think about fasting throughout different times throughout the year. I haven't necessarily always thought like something for Lent, but yeah, just throughout the year, try to think of different times, like, you know, just be really intentional about it and making sure it's not just a going through the motions, but really being intentional. Like I'm going to, like you said, either remove something for this period of time to really refocus on God or potentially, like you said, maybe it's adding something that I, I need to be doing, whether it's spiritual discipline or whatever. Adam, what about you? Have you given up something or picked something up? Yeah, you know, I don't do it every year. Again, it doesn't make you better or worse. But when I have done it, I gave up looking at my phone before bed. Because what I was finding is that, you know, I'd sit there and, you know, scroll TikTok or Facebook or whatever, or read a book, much less than I do Facebook and TikTok. But I'd look at my phone for, you know, 20, 30 minutes very easily. And then it would take me a little longer to fall asleep. But what I found is that if you don't look at your phone before you go to bed, guess what? you fall asleep a lot faster. Uh, so I've I've done that in the past and you know I haven't really thought if I'm going to do it again this Lent or not. I don't know. For me, I guess it's the reversing. If I give up something, I think more about that thing than I do about I know, <laughs> I know you're supposed to give it up so you think more yeah. about it. But to me, it's been a distraction. But picking up something has been a good thing. And I, uh, one year I did pick up like 10 minutes more a day of Bible reading. And the interesting thing is once I was done with Lent, I didn't go back. I kept I yeah. kept that amount of time. Yeah. And, and it's a it's one of those things with spiritual disciplines. It, what is it? They say 40 days to develop a habit. Well, sure. Lent is 40 days, so it kind of works Convenient. out real well. Now, amongst my extended family, there's a big discussion about when Lent ends. Does it end on Good Friday or does it end on Easter Sunday? I would say that it would end when you're in church on Easter morning. As soon as you are celebrating Jesus' resurrection, then it right. ends. Yeah. Now, the other thing, though, is really each of the Sundays, are the, they're the Sundays in Lent, not Sundays of Lent, right? Isn't that like a, a technicality? Is, yeah. That, you know, there's, I talked to somebody that gave up chocolate, and they're like, but I eat chocolate on Sundays because they're not part of Lent. And I said, okay, I understand that. But are you using that as like a time of celebration because of the Lord or are you just wanting to still eat chocolate? Yeah. yeah. Every Sunday is a celebration of Easter, but I think the purpose of giving up is that whole season of Lent, not oh, just. Totally. Yeah. So, anyhow, you know, this is kind of getting us around to 
as we think about Lent, one of the things that we're trying to help people to do as church workers is to get them to focus on what's going on. What was Jesus doing before he went into Jerusalem? What happened in that Holy Week? And ultimately then what happened on Good Friday and Easter? And so as we're doing that, we're trying to get some materials. We're trying to get a sermon series. We're trying to do a bunch of things. Tell us some of the things that are going on, Adam, in the total church world and then in our adult discipleship world as we prepare for this Lent. Yeah, so I would say from like a 10,000 foot view, you know, Lent throughout the church is kind of known for that midweek service, right? So we tailor the midweek service specifically for Lenten themes. We did that in Advent, right? Um, We had our Wednesday night service. It was different than the rest of the Sunday or Saturday services, but it was intentional to cultivate our heart and our mind to ready ourselves for the birth of Christ. So from a 10,000 foot view, we're still going to do that in Lent. We're going to pick up that habit of perhaps if you don't attend the Wednesday night service usually. Lent is a great time to pick that up, to pick up an extra worship service to help cultivate your heart, your mind for the resurrection of Christ. So that 10,000 foot view, you can add that. A habit that us here at the table for adult discipleship fall into the habit of creating devotional booklets for the people of St. Peter's. Kind of the phrase I've been using is that it's a devotion booklet written by the people of St. Peter's for the people of St. Peter's. You know, so this is intentionally not pastor written, staff written, though it certainly does go through the editing process of the staff of us here. But what's been phenomenal is just being able to read those and just seeing And I mean this like the best way, like I'm not shocked about this, but I'm shocked in a good way of just the amount of theological depth and understanding and devotion that people have for Christ and how it comes out in the devotions has just been really, really cool. We've been working on on getting that as a total of 47 devotions that walk through your time from Ash Wednesday all the way until Easter. And there's one devotion every single day. That's another habit that you can look to pick up also. If you go to those Wednesday night worship services, then that sermon, that service, like we said, is going to be different. So the midweek services, they're going to walk through the book of Exodus, as is the devotional that we're going to put out. I'm going to jump in here a minute, just on a devotional, as we were reading through proofreading it. And you were amazed by the depth of relationship and things like that. I was just kind of, it was fascinating to me to see the perspectives because we have folks of all ages. We've got some teens writing, we've got some senior saints writing it. And just some of the insights that they, you know, it's like you've heard all those accounts before you read those Bible passages, but like the way that people applied them with a practical example from their life. You know, I think about Drew Schieffer talking about Christian music and, and somebody else used the example of obeying their parents. Uh, Somebody else had another example about growing up and going to Chuck E. Cheese. All those are just like really fascinating to me to bring that lesson, the unchanging Word of God, into our everyday lives. Yeah, the one that sticks out to me, they were talking about, you know, the use of social media. um, And usually, you know, when we start talking about that, it's Facebook, it's Instagram, it's TikTok, it's Snapchat. But they brought in the app Be Real. And I think when people read that, that aren't a part of that world, they're going to be like, what? What is that? Um, But that's the point, right? The point is to get the generations devoting themselves to God's word and building each other up. So uh, one of the cool things that we did during Advent and we're going to do during Lent is that you're going to be able to get those straight to your phone every single morning. So probably early in the morning before you wake up, it's there on your phone. So when you're getting ready, uh, when you got time in the word in the morning or whenever it works for you, that'll come to your phone. So what you can do is that you can text the keyword Lent to the number 812-775-2300 and you'll get it to your phone and it is as easy as opening up a text and reading it. 
So that phone number is what all of our texting from St. Peter's comes from. And so if you want to save that in your contact list, you won't think that it's spam. That was, again, 812-775-2300. 2300. And save it in your phone as St. Peter's text or whatever. But again, we've got different distribution lists. And so by saying Lent, you'll get that Lent devotion sent to you specifically. Yeah. We'll also be printing some copies as well, because I know some people would rather have it in their hands. So we'll, we'll have those available as well. Yeah, and David Williams is hard at work on on that. If you ever see David, just give him a big high five and a hug because he works on a lot of our stuff. I've had a couple people ask me, you know, why are we walking through the book of Exodus during Lent? What I've been saying is that the Exodus out of Egypt, and especially from Pharaoh and his armies, if you've read the book of Exodus, they go through the Red Sea on dry ground, right? That event is one of the most quoted, referenced, and alluded to events in all the Old Testament. So if you're going to read through the Old Testament, reading the book of Exodus is kind of foundational as you work through it, right? Because it serves as the paradigm that really all the Old Testament writers draw upon to describe God's work. Many of us might think that the book of Exodus and the event of the Exodus stays in the Old Testament. But really, Exodus is still the paradigm and it's still the storyline that the Bible uses to describe salvation and the life of the believer. And in fact, Scripture presents salvation in Jesus Christ through the grammar, the words, the metaphors that come out of Egypt. So I would say alluding to the title of the Lenten series, Exodus is still our story, and Exodus is still our song. I remember writing some of the questions. We had, Those of you that have done the three-year readings, we've had some weekly questions that have gone with that. Some folks have chosen to use that. But as I was developing those questions, it is so prevalent to refer back to the Exodus, both in the Old Testament, but also in the New Testament. A lot of the references like, out of Egypt, I have called my son, you know, and it it harkens back to the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and Jesus coming across the Jordan as Joshua led his people into the promised land across Jordan. So there's so much in the New Testament that those things in the Old Testament pointed forward to. Yeah. It pointed forward to Jesus. You know, Really, the Exodus serves as the prototype event of salvation, like how God's people were rescued and redeemed out of Exodus through the waters on dry ground. All of that is just the prototype for Jesus in the New Testament. It's fascinating to see the echoes that Exodus has throughout the rest of Scripture. And even the law, when you start talking about the law, you know, the commandments that God set for his people, it was a relationship of love. I love you as your father. Here's the things that are going to make you happy. I rescued you. I'm taking care of you. So do this because this will take care of you. And so, again, some of the things as Christians we're told by God to do are because they're the best thing for us. Now, ultimately— The best message, though, is even when we have those doubts and disbeliefs and those things like we see in the people of Israel as they're wandering through the wilderness, as we wander through our wilderness of life and doubt, God is still there. He's still leading us. He still has the forgiveness. Jesus died in spite of us. So that's what's happening on Wednesdays. Now, if you go to St. Peter's, the services on Sunday are going to be different. And we're tackling a whole different sermon series on Sundays through Lent. And we are talking about the theology of life, death, and resurrection. And if you're here at St. Peter's, if you're in our connect groups, that's going to sound pretty familiar to you because that's what our curriculum is really based off of for the rest of this half of the year. So we're going to tackle those topics about what does the Bible really say? Like what actually happens? Like, so when we die, like, you know, soul and body get ripped apart. Soul goes up to heaven. What does that mean? Right? The body goes into the ground to rest. 
What does that mean? We're going to talk about what all of that means so that we can, maybe on a deeper level, fully understand the promises that come with the resurrection that comes on Easter. And again, it just ties so well again together with even the Exodus, you know, that Jesus' resurrection takes us into that promised land. Yes, the leading metaphor of the new heavens and the new earth in the Old Testament is the promised land, where we're going to go in maybe not a land flowing with milk and honey, but that sounds pretty good to me. But, you know, that promised land that God has promised to give to all people who believe and trust in his name. So one of the other things, again, for those listeners, we're going to do for you is that each week we're going to kind of preview the sermon, but go a little bit deeper and take some tangents. Pastor Adam is going to join us, and we're going to talk through some of the lessons from Exodus here at our table, and again, to apply that to our everyday life of discipleship. And so we're looking forward to that. It's going to be one of those things we're going to have to tie Adam down uh, because he's involved in a lot of things, but he's going to join us for the next few weeks to discuss this. So you've already shown some excitement to us, I'm not, I think people are probably picking up in your voice. You seem pretty excited about this Exodus thing. What is it like in this whole process of Lent? Of course, everybody's excited about Easter's coming, but what gets you the most excited about what we're going to do right in the next few weeks? We have poured a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in the best way into the Connect Group curriculum. Um, so I'm really excited to launch that that series off on Sunday. But again, to kind of go back to the friend that I was talking to, like Lent is... I would say for me too, like one of the most real seasons of the church, you know, you really feel the somberness and the weight. And then you contrast that with Easter morning where we're full celebration mode. So to be able to walk through that season with the people of St. Peter's is something that not only am I excited and blessed for, you know, I don't take for granted. It is a blessing to be able to walk with a church community through these different seasons the way that God set it up to me. Now, a lot of folks from a variety of churches, but St. Peter's and other churches I've been involved in, uh, the ones they let worship often involved some other media. You know, you either have, uh, I remember there were several different cross pieces that we've done over the past where you get the rooster or the bag of money. We've done here and in other places some chancel dramas. What's the feel of the worship service on Wednesday night? Are you guys going to do anything unique? As far as like giving stuff out and dramas, that's not the plan at this point in time. You know, I remember during Advent, we had one of those experiential moments where it was essentially candlelight service every single time we ended with all the lights down and all the candles lit to kind of prepare us for the light of the world. There'll be some of those things, but in some ways you might need to come worship and experience it to be able to see those things. So you're saying there's going to be some surprises that we're not going to talk about. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying I would like to see you in church. Oh, that's what oh, I'm that's, saying. That's what, yeah. you, you know, and again, the unfortunate thing is sometimes we as people are always looking for the next gamut, what's going to come through. But, you know, there's something ancient about Lent that for the church, it has just been historically that time of preparation that you really focus on what Jesus endured for us so that when Easter comes, you've thought about the sacrifice that he's made and it's that much more glorious when we know our Lord suffered for us, and now we are guaranteed that we don't have to suffer as he did. That resurrection guarantees it. And so if there's nothing, there's no flash in their bang, there's still that great moment where we hear about our Lord and what he's done for us. And one other thing that came to mind is, you know, we're talking about the Sunday sermon series about life, death, and resurrection. That's the theme for our Connect Group curriculum, but also Sunday morning Bible groups. George, you've been hosting a group, and when this is released, there's still time for people to go and join that Sunday morning Bible group, right? 
You know, sometimes folks think it's been going on since January. I don't, I can't come into the Bible group, but both of our Sunday morning Bible groups that are going on that are open to the general public, the one that Pastor Tim's teaching on Second Corinthians, the one that we're doing in the gym on the resurrection, both of them, you can pop in any time and you will still be able to enjoy, learn, grow in what we're doing in the class. So we've had a variety of things dealing with death and resurrection. We had uh, most recently... We had the funeral director come and just talk about that process. Uh, we had some hospice nurses that shared with us. We are going to be having some more folks come to us, depending on when you're listening to this. We are going all the way up through Lent in mm-hmm. spring break, and we'll have a lot of folks coming up. Pastor Tim's going to talk about his experience with those on death row. Uh, we're going to have a counselor come and talk about how we can help children to deal with death. We're going to have the coroner come. It sounds a little morbid. And yet we always bring it back around to this is where life on earth ends. And yet, yet, as Christians, because of Christ, it's not the end. We have a promise from Jesus about the resurrection that because of what he did, we don't remain in the ground, but our bodies will join our souls to be with him forever. It's going to be an exciting time. As Adam says, come soon, Lord Jesus, right? (laughs) Amen. All right, so I know we're running out of time here, but as George mentioned, this is just kind of the introduction to this series here. We're excited to do some episodes with Pastor Adam and talk about the Lenten series and talk about Exodus. So we're looking forward to that. Um, Hope that you'll continue uh, to listen in on these conversations. And yeah, thanks for listening. Make sure also that you pick up a Lenten book, or how do we sign up for those Lent devotions on our phone, Pastor? So if you text the keyword Lent to the number 812-775-2300, you'll get them to your phone every single morning. We're looking forward to joining you the next couple of weeks in this podcast. We also look forward to seeing you every Wednesday in worship for Lent. And now, go out and serve God and others. 